Hey, y'all. Thank you so much for joining us today on Orange and Gates Daily Podcast. This is Wisdom's Echo, and my name is Parker Thomaston. As always, I'm so honored and delighted to have this opportunity to share with you. And today we are going to be talking about the house of loving kindness. Now, I want to begin in Psalm chapter 100, verse 1. We're going to read the whole chapter, but don't worry, it's only five verses long. Uh, I will be reading this from the passage, uh, the passion, excuse me, translation will be uh, what I'm using for this passage of scripture. So in verse one, it says, lift up a great shout of joy to Yahweh. Go ahead and do it. Everyone, everywhere. Nobody is is uh, off limits here. Verse two says, worship Yahweh with gladness. Sing your way into his presence with joy and realize what this really means. We have the privilege of worshiping Yahweh our God, for He is our Creator and we belong to Him. We are the people of His presence. You can pass through His open gates with the password of praise and come right into the presence with thanksgiving. Come and bring your thankful offering to Him and affectionately bless His beautiful name. Here we go in verse 5. It says, For Yahweh is always good and ready to to receive you. He's so loving that it will amaze you and so kind that it will astound you. And he is famous for his faithfulness toward all. Everyone knows our God can be trusted for he keeps his promises to every generation. Now, I don't know about you, um, but for me, this passage um, basically re-identifies the way that I see the Father. Um, it, it, it is, you know, um, just really a fact that right now in my personal relationship with Yahweh, that I believe He is re-imaging Himself to me. And what, that, what I mean by that is He is showing me who He really is. And so I'm, I'm not taking these things for face value anymore um, based on other people's relationship with him or what they're experiencing or encountering. I am encountering his goodness to a higher degree than I ever knew was possible. And and I believe that this is all made possible because Yahweh is inviting us to a new place. I believe that it is a deeper place, but it's also a higher place. So as Yahweh is calling us higher, we're, we're not being called higher to escape the dimensions of this earth, but rather to engage the realms of heaven in order to transform the world in which we live. So as Yahweh draws us higher, he's simultaneously inviting us to go deeper. And this is an image, if you will, of the new Jerusalem. Now, now how how are the depths stirred? And, and I believe that from the foundation of the depths, a spinning or even a rejoicing takes place, but this causes um, a vortex to be created. So the troubling of the waters, it never occurs from the surface. For the surface, it ripples from even the smallest movement. And the Spirit of Yahweh was hovering over the face of the waters because we were created to hover upon the face of the deep. We are the marvelous light created by Yahweh to illuminate the depths. So in Genesis chapter 1, verse 2, probably the, um, the most you know common scripture 
scripture related to this hovering process. And it says, The earth was without form and void, and darkness was on the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. So I would I would like for us to just take a note here um, that, that the earth was without form, it was void, it was formless, darkness was upon the face of the deep, but the Spirit, the spirit of Yahweh was hovering over the face of the waters. So I want to take a look at a story here um, found in John chapter 5 about a the pool of Bethesda. Um, and, and we'll see here that it's actually called in Aramaic, the house of loving kindness. So in John chapter 5 verse 1, it says, Then Yeshua returned to Jerusalem to observe one of the Jewish holy days. Now inside the city near the sheep gate, there is a pool called in Aramaic, the house of loving kindness. And this pool is surrounded by five covered porches. So first, I I just want to acknowledge the Sheep Gate um, because it is... Um, pretty consistent that religion will organize a solution that creates dependency upon a system. Now, you have to keep in mind that intellect is something that draws people toward the individual, but revelation is something that draws people to the heart of the Father. And, and religion will always tell you that you've got to try harder and you can do better. And if you really get serious, it's then and only then that you may be qualified to be used Used by Yahweh, and I just want to tell you um, that that this healing and wholeness that the Father desires for you to to receive is not something that you have to earn. It's not something that you have to strive for. It's not something that you have to be determined to receive. It is simply a gift that the Father desires to give to you. Now, this pool was called the house of loving kindness, but it still limited the move of Yahweh by leading sons and daughters to believe that their healing was dependent upon their own ability. And I hate this because this is the definition of self-righteousness. And it, it means that we will only receive that gift if we are able to do good enough. And, and that's not the case. Um, here, I, I also want to point out that this pool is covered by five porches. Now, five is a significant number. In Hebrew, the fifth letter of the alphabet is hey. And it has to do with beholding, and it also has to do with your breath. So in verse 3, what does that mean? We're going to get into that. In verse 3, hundreds of sick people were lying there on the porches, the paralyzed, the blind, and the crippled, and all of them were waiting for their healing. So hundreds of people, right, lying around there under the covering of what they would behold under the covering of breath without the possession. Now, you've probably heard me talk about this before, but the definition that Yahweh gave me of poverty is that it is proximity to prosperity, but denies the possession. In essence, if you and I are not holding the promise, then then we are in lack, and, and abundance and lack can not abide simultaneously in our hearts and in our minds. So these hundreds of people were so close to wholeness, but they fought ever so often to obtain possession of that wholeness. Now, there were three types of people here that were noted. The first type were the paralyzed. And I believe that the paralyzed individuals represent having the vision, the ability 
ability to, to possess vision without movement. There were also blind people, and they had the ability to possess movement without vision. And then there was the crippled people. And the crippled, in my opinion, were probably the ones who were most affected by this. Um, it, they, they're going to be the ones that were probably in the worst shape of all, because I believe that they had just enough vision to see and just enough strength to move, but only achieving lack at best in both of these categories. Now, in verse 4, it says, For an angel of the Lord would periodically descend into the pool to stir the waters, trouble the waters, some translations say. And the first one who stepped into the pool after the water swirled would instantly be healed. So every single person that had not received healing was faced with the taunting ability to hear or see a fortunate soul receive their healing. So can you just imagine for a moment laying so close to your wants and needs but not being able to do anything about it? In verse 5, it says there was a man who had been disabled for 38 years lying among among the multitude of sick. When Yeshua saw him lying there, he knew that the man had been crippled for a long time. So he said to him, do you truly long to be healed? So, <laughs> so what kind of question is this? You know, this man had been crippled for 38 years. So, so that just on, on his birthday would have been over 13, almost 14,000 days of continual disappointment. And the the man answered him, and his response is shocking. He said, Sir, there's no way I can get healed, for I have no one who will lower me into the water when the angel comes. As soon as I try to crawl into the pool, someone else jumps in ahead of me. So, So here... His excuse had become his identity. He couldn't even answer the question because he had become so familiar with explaining why he was in the position he was in rather than believing that his position would change. And I I just want to encourage you because if, if Yeshua comes to you and asks you if you would like to be healed or made whole, please do not allow your response to just be, I don't have a way to receive my healing the way I think it should come. I think the the appropriate answer here would be absolutely. <laughs> you know, I, I've been waiting on this all my life. But Yeshua said to him in verse 8, and this is a representation of that kindness. He said, stand up, pick up your sleeping mat, and you will walk. It says immediately, he stood up and he was healed. So he rolled up his mat and walked again. And this miracle took place on the Jewish Sabbath. So Yeshua had proved that in the midst of, of sick, laying and waiting around for the troubling of the waters, that there are those of us designed to never wait on the waters to be troubled, but rather to trouble them ourselves and receive the troubling, receive the proximity of Yeshua being here with us. Man, I I, I'm telling you, I feel this this power inside of me to not only measure the depths, but to clear things out so we can get busy building. You're either waiting for the troubling of the waters, or we are becoming the ones who trouble the waters. Yeshua himself was not limited to the boundaries of the waters in the pool, but he recognized the cry within this man's heart, you know, um, to, to simply you know, uh, 
allow those waters to be troubled in his spirit. You and I are the answer here. We are the solution. And our intention is is that we not only introduce the nearness of Yahweh, but we also introduce the ability to bear his image and carry who he is. Verses 10 through 16 go on to talk about how this had happened on the Sabbath. And and they they begin to ask him that, um, but they were they were telling him that that basically he was in sin because of when his healing took place. Now now this would become one of the most recurring problems that Yeshua created and and caused throughout his ministry. And and I truly believe he continued to heal people on the Sabbath to prove that rest looks differently from the way religion had experienced. My God, how many times have we tried to do something on behalf of Yahweh to advance the kingdom and it just feels like work. It feels laborious. It feels like there is an effort. And that's not what this is supposed to look like. It's supposed to to look like rest for you and I that we receive the grace to be able to do this, man. Come on. So when, when you and I are seated in rest, it doesn't look like laziness. We just carry a greater grace to fulfill the will of our Father. And I I love that later it goes on to say every day, my Father is at work and I will be too. Another thing about this is there were certain limitations that the religious system had put on Yeshua to where he could not function and express the fullness of who he was unless he did it on their terms. And he was not limited by time. He was not limited by space. And my goodness, he was certainly not limited by their request. And so as you and I continue to believe for healing and wholeness, not only in our lives, but in the lives of the the people that are closest to us, I just want to remind you that that can happen at any given time, but it may not look the way that we think it should look. It's probably going to look a lot like rest, and it's probably going to be um, that Yeshua carries that weight for us, and we just have to show up in proximity and give Him something to work with, which is our belief in him that we are so loved that we can be made whole. And so family, I hope that this message is encouraging um, to you today. He is a good, good father. And I believe that you and I are designed to, to take a walk with him in the house of his loving kindness. We thank you for engaging with us. Love you so much and look forward to being able to do this again.